You're tuned in to the Three Pixels Podcast. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Three Pixels Christmas special. It's been a long, busy year, but we have made it through 2020. What a ride it's been, but it's important now that we're here, that we take the time to enjoy what this special time is all about. Before we dive into everything in this episode, going through what you can get up to in the Christmas period, and also talking about some of our favorite stuff that we like to do and favorite movies, all that good stuff is to come. But it's important that we reflect a little bit on what's been an incredible year for the Three Pixels. It has been the longest series that we've ever done. And it's been full, I think, of some of the best content we've ever produced. So we've been incredibly lucky to have Darby as part of this season with us. Darby, how's it been for you? And welcome to this episode, of course. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's been a great year, my first year. And uh, I've had so much fun. And um, it's been, you know, really, these uh, these weekly meetings have been helping to keep me sane uh, personally throughout this whole 2020 hellscape. Yeah, this has been absolutely great, and I'm excited for our next series or season, as it would be called in, in my country. Someone who's been around since the beginning, we couldn't do without him. It wouldn't be the three pixels without his lovely voice on it every episode or most episodes at least. Martin, how's it been? And welcome to the episode. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Ben. Um, yeah, I feel like part of the furniture now. Been here for, since the dawn of time, it feels like. And another great year in terms of podcast, as we keep saying. But I guess, yeah, it's been actually quite nice, even with the whole COVID go around. It's been nice to actually get to talk to people. And, you know, and I've just really enjoyed just talking about... Uh, news articles that we find and i just think it's a little bit of peace in mind and i hope you the listener at home have also found it quite entertaining and sort of kept your mind off it for five to ten minutes once a week hopefully would you agree and say it's been our best season no of course (laughs) it has been of course it's been our best season i think this has been actually uh one that i feel like i feel like we're getting places i feel like um we got more reach. I feel uh, we have more of a dynamic now. With Darby coming in, it's been great. We've had a third voice that we can rely on so heavily, uh, who can carry us into um, to the next season, hopefully. She has been a godsend. And of course, having the ever-reliable voice of yours, Ben, it's a dream team, I'd say. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. We are definitely in our stride and don't be afraid. We are not going anywhere. Maybe the end of the season, but it is not the end of the three pixels. We will be back in the new year. But before we get into all that, we still have this whole episode for you. So grab your favorite Christmas sweater, get some mulled wine or whatever it is you like to drink at this time of year and snuggle up, tune in. Let's get into the episode. So as we've been talking, it has been 
a wonderful year for us at Three Pixels, and I won't go into that in detail anymore. You've heard enough of that. We've we've been fluffing ourselves up so far this episode, but it is worth just very quickly us running through. We record so much, and there is even stuff that you guys haven't even heard yet that hasn't been put out, and episodes get cut down and things like that. So. It's hard for us to remember everything. So I, I ran through the list with the team of the incredible amount of episodes we've done this year to see what their favorite episodes are. So this is a little bit biased, but I actually went with the e-waste uh, one we did a, a few months ago, I wanna say now. And I just, I just thought it was a nice conversation that, that we had. And it's not because my mum also featured in there for the first time. She's been bugging me for ages about, oh, we'd like to go on your podcast. I'm like, well, um, we'll have to see. So, yeah, I just think it was just a nice conversation that we had about a pressing question that, you know, that people have been talking about for many years about how much waste we produce and how people can go about making their lives more greener. And I just feel like overall it was a successful episode that walking away from, I did genuinely think, you know, we put our views out there very nicely and very coherently. So it was generally one of those I thought, yeah, that was superb. Although I've loved many of our episodes this year, I think my favorite was which streaming service provides the best value. Um, because at my heart, I feel most happy and fulfilled when I'm helping people. And I think that that episode was one where, who knows, we might have helped somebody streamline their streaming services and uh, come up with the best value for their money, for their hard-earned money. And I would love to do something in a similar vein on our next series. Some brilliant suggestions there from the team. For my personal favorite, it's been a little bit difficult because we've covered a lot of important information for you guys listening, you know, to help keep you up to date on the crazy things that have been happening this year. Those have been some really important work and we've, I hope, made a real difference and kept people informed and supported some great movements, of course, Black Lives Matter being one of those. But some of my most memorable moments are the times where we're just goofing about um, and for that reason, the Three Pixels team building uh, and episodes like that are some of my favorites. Something Something Harry Potter comes straight to mind because we have an idea of what we're going to talk about and a few games, but when we hit record, we just never know what's going to happen. And I like that spontaneity of it, and it's just always fun. And I have just as much fun editing those episodes as we do recording because it always brings a smile to my face. So I hope you guys enjoy listening to those as well. We will definitely try and do more of those. We didn't put out for you guys to vote at home for what your favorite episode this season, but going off figures alone, the favorite episode for this year has been season four, episode 27, the Halloween special. Has been the favorite episode this year, yeah. Up, up there now with some of our most listened to episodes. The Halloween special was uh, a real great one to work on. It allowed us to put some real creativity into it. And I'm glad you guys enjoyed listening to it clearly as much as we enjoyed putting it together. 
So it wouldn't be the festive period if we didn't hear a little bit of this. And that's all I can play because copyright. Mariah Carey has managed to complete a journey, at least here in the UK, that is 26 years in the making. The song, although came out in 1994, it didn't make it to the top one spot at the time and hasn't since until 2020. A crazy year this year has been, but for Mariah Carey, she's made it with All I Want for Christmas, topping the UK charts this year. Do we like this song in general? Are we a fan? Do we have a Christmas song of preference over this, Darby? I've got nothing against this song. Uh, I just listened to it yesterday, actually. I do regret to say that I think there are other artists uh, who have covered the same song and uh, to a slightly higher quality. No disrespect to uh, Miss Carrie. Her voice is not my absolute favorite, but that's okay. Well, as you say, it was made in 94. And as we all know, good things come from 1994. So it's the best song ever, you know? No, I don't think it's my personal favorite. I'm, I'm happy for Mariah Carey to hit the number one spot after 26 years in waiting. But I'd say I do like Wham more. And, you know, I like the old classic, like, Wizard in there. I don't know. I'm more like... Um, the oldies are the best ones, really. And, and I know you might say 26 is a long time ago, but anything that, you know, it's, it's an old classic, those sort of songs. And this is sort of like a, it's good, but it's not quite good as Wizard or Wham. Of course. And I know bringing up Christmas songs is a, a difficult conversation for many because they all have that one that really sits there in their heart. You know, every every Christmas they have that one song. So... I'm not going to delve too deep in that conversation, but for Mariah Carey, at least, All I Want for Christmas is number one this year. So, of course, we all know that it just isn't going to be the same this year. COVID has changed how a lot of us spend a lot of our time. And unfortunately, the fact that it's this time in December really doesn't, change much in terms of the pandemic and people are going to have to do things a little bit differently this year but that's okay because we're here to help give you some useful things that you could do that may be different but hopefully still just as fun santas have been adjusting too and it's weird to say it but santa is unfortunately a bit out of a job this year usually you go to every, you know, shopping center or Christmas market or wherever, and there's a grotto and there's some elves and you can go and see Santa with your little kid or go as a big kid, if that's what you'd like to do. However, this year, since September, Santas have been doing it virtually via Zoom. Scott, one guy who's been playing Santa for many years, donned his 2000 pound Santa suit although he says sometimes you can cheat and just put half half of it on. We've all done that on Zoom, let's be honest. And he's been seeing kids and talking to them and families alike through Zoom this year. Over the course of one week in September, Scott transformed his home office with supplies he found in the loft. 
One wall is now covered with Christmas pictures and ornaments as well as electric lights that flicker like candles. Scott painted a chair with gold leaf to look a bit grand in his words and hung some Christmas curtains around his window. He says, when I do a Zoom call, as far as the kids are concerned, they're talking to Santa in the North Pole. But Scott is far from the only Santa offering these services. In October, actor James Bartlett launched Santa's Calling You.co.uk, transforming the UK's Mr. and Mrs. Claus and Elves into gig workers. Bartlett has a cast of 50 hand-selected festive actors who each choose how many Zoom calls they would like to do in a day. The vast majority of these Santas have previous experience in the role but needed a new outlet after shopping centres closed. Bartlett says the response to Santa's calling you has been overwhelming and sees his business outlasting lockdowns and social distancing. He says, it's a different experience. You don't have to wait in the cold for your time to see Santa, the 32-year-old says, noting that a child gets eight to 10 minutes with Santa during a £24.99 call. But many grottos have children in and out in a minute. I think with the way that the world is and how technology is going, this is an experience that is going to be popular for years and years to come. And do you know what? I'm likely to believe him. With the way technology is, virtual backgrounds and great cameras and just great software like Zoom, I think it's more of an immersive experience to be calling Santa because like with kids, there's always this thing that, well, how is Santa in every shopping mall and how is he in every place? He's got to be wrapping presents for Christmas. But the idea of him being able to get away to speak to me on a call as a kid, I think that that's a very special proposition. And I think that actually it probably would be a cooler, more exciting thing for kids as well. I have been hearing um, that kids are beginning to question how Santa is planning to visit every child's home in a safe way because of COVID. So is Santa going to be wearing a mask? And how do we put out Christmas cookies for Santa? Does Santa have to quarantine before he can come and visit our house? Stuff like that. Like, I've been hearing about these kids asking, you know, genuine Santa-related questions in the age of COVID. Um, so, in my personal opinion, Zoom Santa calls could be a really good answer to, uh, to their questions. It's a great idea, personally, because it feels more personal towards the kids. You know, when, when you go to Santa's Grotto, you got to line up. There's many kids before you and after you. And you feel like, well, how come Santa has all this time for me? Like Ben said, why is he not in the North Pole looking after elves? And I think having that sort of mystique of I'm calling Santa, he's going to talk to me for five, ten minutes. I feel like maybe they feel it's more exclusive to children and they feel like they're getting the full Santa package. As well as it keeps that mystique of, well... I never get to see Santa in the flesh, you know. He is this, you know, almost just secret uh, giving man that I, I never get to see. And this sort of keeps that sort of mystique. You know, we always see these stories of, like, kids pulling like, the beard off Santa sort of thing and their Christmas is ruined because they no longer believe in Santa because it's just a man in a costume. Now, you almost have that, like, safe way for Santas to communicate with kids without them being you know, should we say, exposed towards them. And in terms of Santa being, um, is he going to quarantine afterwards? 
He ha he has magical powers. We all know this. COVID doesn't affect Santa. Santa is just a, almost a demigod at this point, and he has a magical key into your house. This is what my mum told me actually as a kid. She said Santa has a key to everyone's home, and he leaves presents. So obviously, as, as a naive kid of twenty five, obviously this was last year. Uh, I was like, oh okay then, that's not. And I said to her, but saying, what if that key fell in the wrong hand? She's like, it won't. <laughs> all right then. But yeah, in all seriousness though. Yeah, Santa doesn't need to quarantine. He's had his jab. He's a magical human being. And just remember to at least leave out maybe a carrot for his reindeer. And if you want to be extra safe, leave out some hand sanitizer so he can Boom. keep himself going Yes, over the long night. Well, apart from virtual Santa, Darby has some few other suggestions. So the first thing that you can do, uh, even right now, um, right this very minute, to spark a little Christmas joy uh virtually safely um you can go to reindeercam.com um and watch a live feed of santa's reindeer um and i believe it is a 24-hour service um and you can do it absolutely free although you can uh pay to join the nice list in which you unlock a whole bunch of Santa Claus videos as he interacts with his reindeer. Or you can just hang out with his sweet little reindeer. It does take a minute for the website to load the live feed, but if you wait and are patient, it will eventually load. Um, the other thing that you can do is on December 24th, you can track Santa's flight around the world um, at noradsanta.org. That is N-O-R-A-D, noradsanta.org. But you can go on there right now to um, play games, uh, listen to Christmas music, or learn about Santa, his magic sleigh, and holiday traditions. So there are plenty of resources online for you and the kiddos to have a fantastic Christmas. Um, I actually have done the NORAD Santa Tracker in my family for many years. Um, I have fond memories of uh, my mother doing it for myself um, when I was a child, and we would watch his little virtual sleigh as it went around the world. And then I actually started doing the reindeer cam with my siblings when they were younger, and they loved it, especially during feeding time with Santa Claus. Great. Thanks, Darby. Yes, as a kid as well, I would track Santa on NORAD. NASA helping out, of course, making sure that their satellites are available to track Santa wherever he goes. So those are just a few ideas of things that you can do over Christmas. If you've got any more, don't forget to tweet us and we'll retweet the best ones. All right, so it wouldn't be the three pixel special edition episode without us talking about movies. We did with the Halloween one and we're doing it again with the Christmas one. We're going to go through our personal favorite Christmas movie and also a movie that we just don't like as much and possibly think is slightly overrated. Keep in mind that these are, of course, just our personal views 
of the movies and not the view of the three pixels as a whole. You know what? I'm going to go first because I can, because I control this thing. Okay, so we're going to start with favorites. And I found it really difficult because there's a more recent film in terms of Christmas films, because obviously Christmas films can range all the way back from like the 40s all the way through um, in terms of like people's favorites. And it's just one that I always end up watching when it's on TV and it always brings me a bit of a smile. It really does encompass kind of what, to me, a good Christmas movie is. And it's something that is for the whole family, but is also like charming and has is, is got a bit of fun to it. And everyone can find something they enjoy out of it. And it's Arthur Christmas, the cartoon. It is such a cute little cartoon. It's not super long. So like, it's not a big ask for people to sit down and watch it. It's something that I always get dragged into. I think it's super charming and it reviewed fairly decently as well for Christmas movies. Uh, of course, James McAvoy being Arthur, Hugh Laurie as Steve and uh, Grand Santa as Bill Nighy with some other great actors in there, including Jim Broadbent, Imelda Stoughton, I could go on. There's a lot. Michael Palin. Like, there's lots of really great actors in this, and I just think it's 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 really lovely. It's it's written really nicely, and it's just charming. And it, it, for me, it's it it encompasses a lot of what Christmas movie is about. A bit of comedy, a bit of adventure, uh, great family movie. So yeah, that one actually came uh, to mind when we first discussed what's our favorite. My girlfriend enjoyed Arthur Christmas as well and you know she implored me to watch it with her after she literally just watched it like a couple of days beforehand a few years back so yeah i think it's an excellent choice ben um i did think about it and i'm glad i didn't chose that now for good content i guess i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> darby have you seen this i haven't but i have a feeling that i will be seeing it this year well now you've said that yes yes you will darby what's your pick my all-time favorite Christmas movie is 1989's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. For those unfamiliar, it is a comedy starring Chevy Chase in his heyday. He is playing Clark Griswold, the patriarch of the Griswold family, and he is trying to host a nostalgic family Christmas, um, including all of the in-laws. But as family tends to do, sometimes things get a little hairy. It's full of classic humor, great quotable lines, great performances. And I have many very happy memories watching this movie with my family um, because my father would watch this every year with his parents, keeping in mind it came out in 1989. And genuinely, it is one of those older movies that have stood the test of time. I don't think I've actually ever seen this movie. I'm very sorry. I think I have to put it on my Christmas watch list. You absolutely should. It is so funny. God, Cousin Eddie is just a hoot and a half. He is so funny. I think it's... One of those more traditional American Christmas movies that kind of hasn't 
reached the UK in that same. I think it's very much the American market. I've not seen it either, but I have seen a new remake, if you know what I mean. Like the, a new, the new one, didn't I? I saw the new one that came out. Martin, it's your turn. Thank you. I've... What I've picked, I'm sort of wondering if actually someone says this is the most overrated one. But my favourite Christmas movie is probably Home Alone. Like, it is genuinely one of those films that I can watch over and over and over again. I f- uh, it came out in 1990. And I think the first time I ever watched this, I was like uh, five or, or six. I remember watching this thinking I wanted to be like Kevin. Like, for some reason, I just wanted my family to go away on Christmas and... Uh, repel burglars come into my house with like toys and I don't know why I thought that for many months afterwards watching it but it's just one of those films that I feel like it's always on at Christmas mostly people have seen this film it got nominated for two Oscars which was uh, best original score and best uh, best original song and yeah I just generally just it's one of those films that it takes me back to a simpler time and I could just watch it forever and ever, I believe. Nice. Good choice. Home Alone is a classic movie and there's there's no way of getting around that. That would be in my in my top five. Yeah. I'm like I mean it's like classic um slapstick humour. Ha- has a good, like, wholesome message in the end. And for people who haven't seen it, if if not, it is pretty much family go on vacation, leave their youngest child there and robbers called the wet bandits. <laughs> <laughs> which is just great try and burgle this house because they know it's empty all for this one kid and this kid tries to repel these burglars who would you know steal pretty much christmas and all their family items while away and it's just just a good hoot and annie really okay so turning the tables what is our individual worst episodes worst episodes god what is our individual worst films for Christmas? Maybe it's one that we think is a little bit overrated, or maybe it's just one that if it's on TV, we're like, oh, just change the channel. I have a deeply controversial opinion. Um, so prepare yourselves. Uh, what I was hoping for. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. Let's get the popcorn. Uh, okay, so there genuinely isn't a Christmas movie that I hate but there is one in particular that i think is so overrated i enjoy i want to be clear as i go into this i enjoy this movie (laughs) okay i just think it's so overrated and does not deserve the praise and attention it gets every holiday season that is 2003's love actually (laughs) <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. If I, if I had a bet on any movie, you were going to say it out of your goodness. mouth. That was the one. Okay. Specifically, I enjoy the premise of a movie that features so many intertwining stories. I really enjoy like how it all ties up in the end. Solid. Um, as a narrative choice peak. However, there are three storylines in this movie that I don't enjoy watching. And considering there are like only a handful to begin with, that's quite a big portion of the movie that I don't enjoy watching. Those are the two stories of philandering spouses, which is um, 
Alan Rickman, may he rest in peace, um, and Kira Knightley kissing her husband's best man um, just because he confesses his feelings toward her and she's like, oh, let me give you a pity kiss. Not fun, in my opinion. But then more than that, <laughs> what bothers me most is the storyline of Prime Minister David, played by Hugh Grant, and Natalie, his staff member. There's a deep power imbalance between the two of them. He actually has her transferred because he can't admit that he has feelings for her. She's supposed to be fat in the movie, which when you watch that movie, like, she is not fat in that movie, but she's portrayed as fat in that movie, and it bothers me. But also, their relationship feels very Me Too, because he has so much power over her and her career. It upsets me. I don't enjoy watching it. If you could just snip out those three storylines, I would enjoy Love Actually very much. I just want to make it clear again, I do not hate Love Actually. I just think it's deeply overrated. I mean, you do realise you're you're moving to the UK where some people will consider this movie to be part of the national heritage, and national pride, uh, especially at Christmas with the way they act about it. It's fine. I mean, you know, just, just maybe <laughs> be careful where you say that. <laughs> Love Actually. It's one of those Marmite movies for some people, I think, for sure. Like, um, I think that some absolutely love it and rave about it and some are like less interested like you said she's coming to england lock her up in the tower i say lock her up and throw away the key how dare you no of course actually when you were going through a uh, reason you didn't like it there were one or two things i thought oh yeah i forgot about that in the film and yeah the one with the prime minister story i, I actually that was the one storyline that i sort of remember and yeah you're right she she was apparently uh, fat or something. I even watched it thinking, this is really quite grotesque that you're saying that she's fat. I mean, it doesn't really have a... It shouldn't really be in these sort of films back in 2003, let alone now. But oh, it's, it's still charming. Still to this day, I still really like the film. And Ben's right. Here in the UK, a lot of people do love this film and see it as probably top five all-time Christmas films. But yeah, when you were going through the list of why you don't like it, I, I, there were moments I was going, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that is quite ugh, quite stinky. So yeah, I, I do agree with a lot of things you did say with your analysis of it. So Martin, what's your choice? Okay, so I feel like I'm going to dig myself a hole, or should I say, if Darby's started the hole, I'm, I'm just going to finish it right now. I've actually gone with probably one of the most loved here, and that's The Snowman from 1982. That film, I cannot stand. To even call it a film, it's actually more of a short film, but it is a film nevertheless. If you're unfamiliar with it, everyone knows the one song that is stapled to this I'm one film. I'm walking in the air. Yes, I'm walking in the air. One song does not make a film. I just hate it. Everything about it, I just hate just the whole, oh, got a magical snowman, let's go fly off and party with some snowmen. I'm thinking, what is this rubbish? And to top it off, they actually made a sequel to this um, called Father Christmas. And that was made in 1991, which I'm also going to break the rules here to go on the bad and naughty list here for Ben. I also hate that one as well, where 
I don't know if I can even say this word, but I'm going to say it and you can bleep it out if you want. Um, Father Christmas says, every other word, he says, blooming air or blooming this. And it's just like, calm it down, mate. I'm just a bit like, I just hate them. I hate the animation style. I hate the kid in the first film. The song is overplayed completely. Like I said, it is literally just, that pretty much is the the bow over the rubbish present, in my opinion. It's pretty much, you know, it's pretty much the socks of Christmas films, in my opinion. You know, like, oh yeah, I got socks. But no one's excited about socks. No, no one's excited about socks. Everyone's looking for the Lego and, and I don't know, Nerf guns or whatever kids are into these days. Yeah, it is, how I put it is, it is the socks or maybe even the coal of uh, films for me over Christmas. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, I'm not a particular fan of the movie. It's 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 a very British movie for sure. There's not much about it. Yeah, there's there's nothing really to to, to rave about it. I think you've said everything, Martin. I don't. I really don't have anything to say about it. And and I think it's uh, I think it's one for the list for sure. I guess it's my turn, and I'm going to keep up the trend of probably offending lots of people. Maybe even offending some of you guys here. Who knows? This is a movie that is, yet again, dear to some people's hearts, and I can understand why some people would like this. So my dislike for it is not like, I don't understand why anyone would enjoy this. Maybe, you know, maybe Martin feels with a snowman, but this is an adventure, it's a comedy, it's a family movie, and I know plenty of people who have to see it every year, and like, I get it. It's an American film starring one person, and I only have to say this person's name, and a lot of you already know exactly the film I'm talking about, <laughs> Will Ferrell. Yeah, I already knew. And it's Alf. I'm sorry, most of it for me is I'm not a Will Ferrell fan. I'm just not a big fan. I'm not an Anchorman fan. I'm not, I'm not big into uh, his type of movies. They just, they just don't make me laugh. I'm sorry, like I don't find them that entertaining. The synopsis for Alf, if you haven't seen it, uh, essentially... A man was raised in the North Pole. He discovers he's actually a human and he decides to travel to New York to locate his real father. I don't have much more to say on it, really. I, I just, nothing ever sticks with me. If it's one of those, I could just turn it off immediately if it ever comes on the TV. I, I get it's got some good actors in it. Um, and it's, you know, it, 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 a lot of people hold it quite dear. And it's a 2003, another classic period for, for, for these kind of Christmas movies. But, Sorry, it's it's on the naughty list for me. I would just say, I'm glad you picked that one because that was my second that I was going to pick. Yeah, I am not the biggest fan of it. The only redeeming quality is um, Ben knows how much I love her and that's Zoe Deschanel. Like, I really like Zoe Deschanel. I love her acting and I've watched quite, quite a lot of her movies. That is literally the only saving grace of that film for me. And other than that, a bit like Ben, I'm not the biggest Wolfell fan. Yeah, it, I think it's just deserved to be on here. Again, let me just dig myself even more of a hole as I'm saying these things. But yeah, I definitely understand why it's on this list. Darby, are you a uh, fan? To me, Elf is one of those movies that you can like have on the TV on Boxing Day or something and just kind of ignore it and like chit-chat with your family. And it... It's not one that I often sit down and watch and enjoy. It's, uh, it's, I feel very lukewarm toward Elf. Like, it's a middle-of-the-road, mediocre movie. If not this, probably one of the movies we've mentioned in our, in our naughty list probably has offended someone. And I, I'm, 
I apologize, but I'm not, I'm not really sorry. These are just our personal opinions. You know, movies are very, very personal. We all have our favorites and we all have our dislikes, just like with other things. I, I will just say for the people who are upset and maybe angry, the, like the films that I've mentioned, this is from a guy who really likes those really low budget Christmas movies that you'll see on like here in the UK on Channel 5, like The Runaway Christmas Bride and stuff like that, where like ex-lovers meet or childhood friends are caught up in a storm like bad films i like those sort of films so honestly i am not a movie critic in any way so please do not come after me or in any any sense to be upset with the films that myself or even my co colleagues have uh, said i just want to throw this one in here this is a movie i've had on a tab here and i feel like i just have to mention it it's one of those that I just weirdly don't feel proud when I mention it, but it's one of those that makes me feel kind of warm and fuzzy at Christmas. I just, I don't know why. I just can't explain it, but it's it's the holiday. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Two girls from different countries swap homes. Yeah. Uh, one from England, one from America. Oh, yeah. It's got uh, Cameron Diaz yeah, and Kate I Winslet. I forgot about that movie. Jack Black, Jude Law. It's It doesn't rate online that highly, but I... I it's a simple movie, but I just think it's quite heartwarming at Christmas. And I'm throwing that in there. It's not one that I'd be proud to shout out that I quite enjoy, but I I, I enjoy it. <laughs> Before coming on here, I actually looked like top 20 uh, films that people love around Christmas. And that was like number 18 or 17 or something. And when I was went, what is this film? What's the trailer? I went, oh, yeah, this film. Yeah, what's a what a strange film. That, it, it, that's like a bit of a blind side, personally. I, I just can't comment. I can't remember anything about the film. And there we have it. We're at the end, I'm afraid, of another special episode to end what has been a fantastic season four. We've put a lot of love and work into this episode, and we hope truly from the bottom of our hearts that you guys have enjoyed following along with us this season as much as we've enjoyed putting it all together for you if you have any ideas or things you'd like to see in the new season we'd love to hear from you please get in touch all the contact details are in the show notes and we may just give a little something back to an idea that we really like the sound of so please get in touch Thank you again so much to my two wonderful co-hosts I am incredibly lucky to do something like this with these people they've made what has been a really complicated year seem not so bad and i have some fantastic memories making what has been truly the best season yet and i'm incredibly thankful for that thank you for the final time in 2020 to both martin and darvi i'll let you guys fight over who talks first which has been a running thing martin, this season. you didn't put up much of a fight <laughs> <laughs> no um martin's a gentleman <laughs> no because i don't want to lose they're like yeah we'll pretend it's because i'm trying to be gentlemanly now i'll just lose so. <laughs> uh yeah ben thank you for having me it's uh it's been a genuine pleasure i'm so thankful that you guys invited me to join you and uh it's been so much fun and uh i'm so excited uh for next time yeah, again, thank you very much, Ben. I've really enjoyed uh, this season. And I'm going to also make a promise on here that I will actually kick Darby's uh, butt when it comes <laughs> to games again. Because 
Ben, let's face it, we <laughs> sucked this year when it when it came against Derby. We really did. We, we did. really need to knuckle down and and get better. So that is going to be our New Year's resolution, I think, as well. You know, a bit of a twofer for we it. Misunderestimated her, but yeah, we can't we can't let it go on any longer. So that is it from us for this year. We hope you have an amazing time over the Christmas periods. Spend it with family. Spend it with ones that are important. Even if you can't spend it in person, give a call to someone and I'm sure they will enjoy hanging out with you just as much as it will brighten your day as well. It's important that during these times that we do keep that connection, even if it is only virtually. And I thank you once again for tuning in to this episode and the episodes you've listened this season. If you are brand new, then welcome. Go back and listen to the episodes this year and don't forget to subscribe to never miss another episode and keep an eye on our social media and we'll be reaching back out when we have new content for you in the new year. The best place for that is on our social, Twitter, Facebook, and of course our website, the3pixels.co.uk. And with that, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and thank you very much. I hope everybody has a safe and happy Christmas and Happy New Year too. Bye. You're tuned in to the Three Pixels podcast.